Shut up and sit down. Gentlemen, it is Thursday night, so we've got uh we don't have a guest tonight. We it's just gonna be Mr. Will and I just uh speaking on things. We haven't hung out in a while, so we're just gonna, just gonna talk. What's up, Will? Damn right. Not much, dude. It's been crazy in the world of government and liberty, and things aren't even terrible. Things are seem to be pretty good this week. I don't know what's been going on with you, but like the fucking mask mandate on airplanes doesn't exist anymore. Um, yeah. Even though they're trying to challenge the Okay, the DOJ is trying to challenge, trying to appeal that case. Imagine being those big of dicks that you're like, we just want, we just want this to be illegal, so we're gonna appeal a federal ruling. Yeah, like they, I've seen people crying legitimately saying this is the end of the world because mask mandates aren't on fucking planes anymore. Like, but dude, okay. that's that's the t- most terrifying part of it, right? Is that if people can really be brainwashed into that narrative to that extent i'm i'm afraid i'm just it worries me about the average understanding of a of an american you know but that's yeah. why we're here i mean we still it's an uphill battle but that's why we're fighting so jenny i retweeted jared rubenstein md and uh, his original tweet was, this is the way the world ends, not with a bang, but with a rashish applause at the end of public health measures. With the unwillingness to tolerate minimal personal discomfort to uh, to improve safety of all, my response was, to the way rights ended, not with the sounds of gunfire, but with thunderous applause as you willingly give away your freedoms for safety. That's damn right, dude. Drop mic. That's good. Fuck yeah. That's exactly right. Like, they can paint it however they want, but ultimately that's the reality of it. And once once the government clinches that fist a little tighter, they do not let go easily. It is so much harder to make them back up than it is to stop them from moving forward. And yeah, yeah fuck fuck that guy because he doesn't get it. The, the case yeah. numbers are down. Less people are dying. Like it was a terrible thing, which our government is likely partially responsible for. But majority responsible answer. for. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, most likely. Dude, some of the new articles are damning. I mean, those people tried to hide that shit. Oh, yeah. So have you seen uh, – we'll get into the average after this, but have you seen where ele- where Putin's alleging that the United States has uh, uh, bioweapon labs in Ukraine, and that's why the U.S. is providing so much support for Ukraine? No, 
But I don't know if I believe it, but I also, you know, would consider it a possibility. I'd say I'd say that it's probably likely that the U.S. government has bioweapons. I think actually they do, don't they? Don't they like main? Well, I mean, tear gas is a bioweapon, but don't yeah. they maintain? Well, it's, um, it's not a bioweapon; it's a chemical weapon. Chemical weapon. There's a difference. Yeah, but those are also banned, right? So yeah, the Geneva Convention prevents uh, chemical or uh, biological warfare. And bio is a it would be like COVID or yeah, yeah, yeah something okay. living. Okay. So I, I don't know. I would I would be skeptical because honestly I don't believe a damn thing like that comes out of Russia and Russian media. I mean that's like China in a sense that the the Russians own that shit, so they don't have to be fact checked by anybody. But I do think that our government is evil, and you know I I would believe it if it was discovered. I wouldn't be shocked, but I also wouldn't trust Putin's judgment on it. Yeah, I I, I kind of tend to believe some of it i don't think it's all false I, th- I would guarantee the u.s either has or has supported labs in ukraine um i don't know that <clears throat> the reason the u.s is defending ukraine is solely because of those labs but uh yeah it's yeah, i would say it's, it's got a lot more to do with you know the the warmongers are just thirsty for blood again so i i think you're absolutely right i think that's why the media is pushing it and it's, it's really – it's terrible. Like, don't get me wrong. It's awful, and I wish Ukraine the best. And frankly, I'm okay with them sending them guns and arming them. You know what I mean? As, as little things as I want government to do, if we have a government right now and it exists, I'm okay with them sending those guns over. Even even fuck, we could give up a lot of guns that the Pentagon doesn't need probably. But um, yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> but Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think we should give them anything. I mean, I, this is going to sound bad, but I mean at – Giving them those guns still is is a subsidy of some sort, right? Like you're basically advocating for giving someone money in the form of munitions, right? That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. I also think the way that I look at it is, you know, we are sitting at a world where foreign leaders are competing for space and power and everything like that. And so that is the reality of the situation. And I yeah. want the more liberal and the more libertarian government to always win. Now, the difference between Ukraine and Russia may not be very big, especially in the grand scheme of things. I mean, Russia, yeah. Ukraine's taken over their media as well, so that's no better than RT. And, um, you know, but it is it is a democracy. I do think they probably have a more legitimate system than Russia. And I think they also have a much louder, angrier populace than Russia. I mean, like, their, their Ukrainian protests in 2014 were gnarly. Those people basically created had a nonviolent revolution. Um, right. So if I'm going to pick a winner or a loser, if I'm like, please th- let this happen for my sake to make me feel a little safer at night, I'd want Ukraine to win this war. And so, you know, I think we've got probably t- way too many guns in the U.S. military. They're probably everywhere. We blow them up in Iraq, send all that shit to Ukraine. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I fully support Ukraine's ability to defend their homeland. Um, I just don't think we should be supplying them because historically, right? Like how, how often has that worked out in the better, uh, the betterment of the United States? Like we, we armed the Mujahideen back in the eighties. I mean, then- I would say the only thing that I would really like compare it to is, you know, like desert storm for one, um, you know, even world war two before we got involved. And I think at that point they were similar in the sense that they were about an aggressor coming after a victim in a way, you know, and of course governments can't really be per se victims in the scheme of things, I suppose, but you know what I mean? So 
uh, whether it's Hitler or whether it's Saddam Hussein, you know, trying to push on Kuwait, even though a lot of that's very, <laughs> there's a lot of skeptical, you know, sides to that information too. Um, but yeah, I want, sometimes I feel like it's a, it's a good thing to support the little underdog guy, but I don't think we can do it, you know, indefinitely and forever. And I don't think we should waste our people on it and, and send our military to do it. <laughs> you see where they, uh, they took down that flagship, uh, cruiser that they had out in the, the Black Sea. Mm-hmm. So originally the original reports was it was a uh, land to sea missile. But then it's come out that it was like a stinger missile. Like they they just fucking yeeted a stinger across the ocean hoping they'd hit it. And they did. The stinger just like a, like a more like a rocket. It just goes up and then down at a trajectory. Uh yeah the stinger I believe yeah the stinger is a it's a, a laser guided uh oh. anti tank round. Um, well, I guess laser guy is the correct word. I don't know. I wasn't a fucking, I didn't carry one of those fucking things. We had the AT4s, but yeah. Um, but yeah, like they said, like, there's no reason that thing should have sank that fucking ship, but like they, 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 the Russians, uh, limped it back to a dock and they were trying to fix it and it just eventually went down. They just couldn't salvage it. Good. Damn. <laughs> just say yeet. That's hilarious, dude. I wonder how that worked. I want to see a video of that shit. Oh, yeah. Dude, there's so much crazy shit coming out of that. Like, just, like, the the best example that this whole thing provides is that, you know, you can have the biggest and baddest military in the world, but you arm enough people and piss them off. uh, Shit's going to be bad for you, bud. Mm -hmm. And, like, you talked about that one time. It's like, now that we have the cell phone shit like also you got to be careful because whatever your military does is going to get filmed and you're trying to fight a war but you're also in some ways still playing a pr game and even putin's trying to play that with all his bullshit so you know that's a different it's war has changed you know significantly yeah. in the internet age well hell you remember when uh blackwater got uh exposed for all their shit well, a lot of that a lot of the evidence was cell phone footage really well I mean, good. The beauty of it is the beauty of like all the police, the police uproars and stuff is that, you know, we now have film and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying every situation where a police killed somebody is the policeman's fault. I do not believe that. I believe a lot of times they're, you know, protecting people using self-defense. But the reason there is that uproar is because we now have independent press agents essentially everywhere, everywhere in the world. And we can all get our own, our own story. Yeah. Oh. I mean, yeah, no, we got to do the average. I said it a few minutes ago we would get to boss. We never did. Glad Jenny's here. You and me are gone. We're like, what? You can find us on all these platforms, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Twitter, Anchor, and Spotify. Mm. This is James Toller for Kentucky. You can find Harry Toller for KY.com running for the Kentucky State House, people over politics, elect libertarians, guys, and, like, not only elect them, but help them campaign if you have time because it's important, and we want to get libertarians elected. I mean, that's a really big way to show that our movement is growing. LP Veterans Caucus, leading libertarians to veteran issues, leading veterans to libertarian solutions. The the most PG veteran caucus (laughs) ad ever. And you know who else is PG, as in pretty gangster, Chris Bye for Alaska <laughs> Congressman. You can find him at it's time Alaska 
dot com. <laughs> we had him on the show, and he's wonderful. And so because she backed us up here whenever we see up the ad read. She's gonna do. She's gonna do that meme. Here I'm gonna bring it back. <laughs> Just right under under the widest photo he could have taken of himself. <laughs> Put pretty gangster in the box down there <laughs> below for <laughs> 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 Oh god! It's like old eighties, like what the hard are gangster? Yeah, I'm a pure white guy. If I put an A at the end of gangster, I am gonna sound like a racist. It's you can't do that. Saying saying the hard R is is kind of racist, though. Isn't no, it? gangster. Well, okay. <laughs> gangster is like an okay. If I if you say gangster with an A at the end, and you're a white person, I feel like you're just like. Trying too hard, yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't work, man. I just feel like I can't. I can't do it. Oh God. Let's see. What else we got here? We got proud libertarian. Yeah, you can go on. Yeah, you can go on the now. I want to show people this store right now, and I'm going to order something off this store. Actually, right now, as we speak, I'm going to order something off this store. Let me share my screen and show you how to find something. Yeah, you can go to notarealpodcast.com and hit shop at the top. The link, yes. and it'll take you straight to it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. All of our merch on the website there. Well, hell yeah. Not a real libertarian. Look at this. It's beautiful. No, that's not it. That's oh. Well, so, no, yeah, it is. Uh, the first two are. Oh, uh, there we go. Yeah. Where's, our, where's the flower shirt? Flower shirt. What's this? What flower shirt? Here. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Damn, I want this and a t-shirt. That's what we need to ask for. What? The uh, the one that has the podcast name. Like oh. I like that because people can see what it says. He he could probably do the t-shirt. I'll ask him. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. If you don't mind. I don't know. The I don't mind. How, how? No, we can talk about that later. But I'm really curious. Here. I might want to use him for like a campaign or something like that. He does a lot of campaigns. Show. He does a lot. A lot of campaigns here. This is that shirt I was talking about here. Okay. What, what the fuck is status? Whatever. Uh. So this is it. This is that shirt. Jessica would probably love this shirt. Uh, it says, "May sunflowers grow huh. on the graves of tyrants." Not a real libertarian podcast. This All is right. this is like a. That's a that's an homage to the uh, the the grandmother in Ukraine, who handed the the Russian troops sunflower seeds. Yep. Okay, I am going to get that for Jessica because that's a really good idea. Yeah, because it's, it's a really feminine-looking shirt, but it's awesome. It's super badass. It's PG, as you would say, pretty gangster. I gangster-y. wish they had a, uh, a tank top, pretty gangster. <laughs> I said a tank top, so that's the best. Hmm. See, they got a... I'll ask. Oh, it says not available. So it's on there, but it's not ready yet. The tank tops? Well, just the shirts, too. Should be. Really? Okay. Yeah. It says not available, but maybe it is available. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's cool. Let's see what else we got here. Go to electnallybruno.com. Go to redemptiontactical.com. Use that link right there. I'm sure Miss Kaiser is uh, before that hit. Well, it's, you still got a good shirt, though. Let's see. 
Fuck yeah. Um, I got yes. it. Yeah, she's she's pissed because she bought it too early. Uh but yep, that link right there. Use that one. It's time Alaska. Cardin for turn. Use the hashtag Chris Gray K. Yeah. And there's another campaign we have to talk about. Kenneth Blevins. Yours. Yes, Yours. mine. And Kenneth Blevins. Kenneth is running for Senate in Oklahoma. He's running for federal national Senate, but for Oklahoma. But yeah, dude, I am I have a campaign. And did I invite you to like the page? Maybe. I get dude, I get tons of invites to shit. I'll send you a better one. But uh I might not have sent it yet because I haven't really done a good job of like going through all my friends and sending invites. But I am running for labor commissioner, and it's there's five candidates in the race right now, and it's going to be tight, but there's going to be three at the end of it because there's going to be a Republican primary and get two of them out of there. And so I'm trying to really be um, – to reach out to the Republicans and be like the freedom, you know, freedom person and show them that, like, we're better on guns and stuff like that. Yeah. I like it. Will Will is okay and okay. <laughs> there will be a website, will4ok.com, the number four. And I got that from uh, Tom, of course. No. But I, yeah, I really like campaigning. I'm surprised how much I've enjoyed things so far, just talking to people on the internet and stuff. I'm excited to door knock. I'm excited to make, I'm going to make some videos. And my, my campaign, some of my ideas, one thing I want to do is I want to work with the legislator because labor commissioner is in charge of the the jobs and stuff and wages and safety and stuff like that. So I want to make a program to incentivize incentivize business owners to pay their employees more. So if if the business owners pay their employees more, they get a tax break from the corporate tax rate to a lower tax bracket so that they don't have to pay as much taxes to the state. So the state will lose revenue, but employees are getting paid more, you know, employers will be happy because they're they won't be losing any money, they'll just be paying their employees better. Hopefully it works out that way. And um, yeah, fuck the government's money. It's not theirs in the first place. How much would they have to increase it to get that tax break? Well, here's my thought. Good question. So basically I would treat it like a percentile. So every zip code and every industry would have its, and like each position would kind of have its own um, tier. So what would be costly or what would be kind of a problem is you have to pay somebody to research this for, mm-hmm. for the areas and stuff. So that would be a difficult process. But if the company was paying in the 60th to 99th percentile of the wage gap or the, the standard wages for that zip code in the industry. So let's say, you know, auto mechanics in this zip code of Oklahoma make an average of $30 an hour. And so – the if this company is paying a 60th percentile which maybe would be like you know 34 dollars an hour average they would have a lower tax rate than a company that was only paying in the average percentile now what i don't like about this plan is i don't like taxes period of course but i also don't like that it kind of punishes um it doesn't punish but necessarily because it's still a break but new businesses who can't afford to pay them as much might struggle more but i hope that if we can make the tax rate accordingly set that basically the businesses will save enough money to be able to afford it. So that's the idea. So would it be on uh, their, their annual taxes that they file for like business gains or would it be like Mm -hmm. a property tax thing? No, I mean, property tax would be cool. That's a thought, 
But I think, yeah, I think off their corporate gains, because I think that's really the only thing that goes straight to the state. And so changing things like county by county for property taxes would be a lot harder here. And as labor commissioner, I wouldn't really have anything to do with that. Um, but um, that is cool. And I also want to do um, some occupational licensing reform. So to be honest, I don't really know a whole lot about Oklahoma's occupational licensing, but I've started to research it and look into it. Um, but basically, you know, for cosmetology, things like that, I think that they need to really scale those way the fuck back. Um, Dylan Fazell, who we should definitely have on here sometime, he's been on Not A Real Veteran. He is a councilman here in Altus, Oklahoma, which is a city in the southwest where there's an Air Force base. And he um, posted this thing the other day. What did it fucking say? Now I can't remember. Oh, so police have an average of six weeks of training. And it's like, I think like, you know, 200 hours or something like that. I can't remember exactly the math, but cosmetologists in the state have like an average of like 1500, like three or four times more than police have. So it's really just a, a ridiculous system. Yeah, it's wild. Um, and <clears throat> like, well, it really blows my mind. So I'm going to talk on this because I just seen something come through on this, uh, but we'll change gears a little bit because I'm, I'm a little high, but uh um, but have you been watching the uh, Johnny Depp Amber Heard shit? Now, usually I, I hate, I usually hate the celebrity drama shit, but this case is it's important for a reason. I think. Okay, so I've been I've been watching the memes. I have not seen a single like video. So tell me about it. Basically, it's it's what we've all known for a while was that Amber Heard lied about uh, Johnny Depp beating her. Like, she filed all these charges and filed for divorce and all this stuff and played the victim forever and, like, uh, monetarily benefited from it. Well, now it's come out that, like, it come out what, a couple of years ago that it was actually the opposite, that she was beating the shit out of him and then telling people he was hitting her. Um, and so she's now being tried for, like, assault charges and, uh, like, lying to the police and all these filing a false report. All of this shit is now hitting her, and it's it's good. And the reason being is that typically men are targeted and shit like this. Like people, like as soon as it comes out, like say, "Oh, you know, she said he hit her," or whatever. Instantly, almost everyone believes her. Like just just a guaranteed thing. Like, oh yeah, I got fucking beating the hell out of her. But now what we're seeing is a shift that like there's a lot of women who've been lying about a lot of shit for a long time that are now being exposed for stuff. Like it's, it's, I don't know. I think, I think it's setting a good precedent moving forward. I do think, I think you're right. I think it's important just to recognize just like all other forms of collectivism, whether it's race, nationality, whatever, that you can't view people in cases and anything with stereotype. You can't put people in boxes and you can't group people and categorize them and judge them based on a category. Because those aren't who we are. We're individuals, and treating people as individuals is fundamental to what we believe. Um, I do. I do personally, as a man, I would. I would say that I, I have a tendency for certain to lean towards believing a female in a situation like that. And I also think that I that's valid to some extent. I'm not gonna like automatically judge somebody, and this is to me like, um, you know, I'm not gonna automatically jump to a conclusion. But there are a lot of true stories of, you know, rape and sexual assault. And those things in reality are very common um, from men to women already. You know, even if it's not that I think that everybody who is an accuser should automatically be assumed guilty. 
but I do personally, I'll believe most people, especially if I can like sense it. If I can look at them and hear their story and see that they're telling the truth or believe that they are, then I'll believe it. But um, I do think everyone, every case should be individually analyzed. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that because <clears throat> um, what I'm not what I'm saying is that. Yeah, let me let me say this again. What I am not saying is that I think that, you know, every case should be dismissed or every case should be, uh, you know, thrown out or whatever just instantly. But you do have to analyze those cases and the, the mindset is changing that assumed being guilty is not typically correct. Like, it's not the right way to be. If you remember the whole uh, Duke lacrosse uh, scandal from back in 16, no, it was earlier than that, like 12, 13. I can't remember that, but I know the name. Yeah, they had accused those boys of raping this yeah, chick, yeah, and yeah, yeah. turned out she was a prostitute, and she had just lied about it. What? And yeah, so she ruined their fucking lives because they just assumed that she was correct, and so the school dropped their scholarships. They got kicked out of school. All of it. What up, Kelly? Good to see yeah, you, man. We're using emotion to forego due process. It's disgusting. Yeah, it is. It's true. And I feel like I've seen that like all over the place in our culture today, like even in the Libertarian Party right now. I don't even know if I want to touch on this, but hey, it's Braxton Voorhees. Hey, feel free to log Believe in. Believe all prostitutes. Feel free to log in if you want to. But, you know, I, uh, fuck, what was I saying, dude, what we were talking about? Oh, yeah. Um, the, Using emotion to forego due process. Yeah. I want to talk about Tom Woods. So obviously we have like the leftists and everybody just like crucifying people and the cancel culture and the deplatforming and stuff like that. But I do want to talk about the Tom Woods thing. Um, so this is where I stand on it. And, and I also want to disclaim, have a disclaimer that I don't know anything about it hardly at all. I know very, very little. But from my understanding, he knew his wife whenever she was 15 years old and was her tutor and then whenever they were older they had a relationship and got married when she was like 23 do you know so it was alleged that uh yeah so he met her when she was 15 and they kind of groomed her and then when she turned 18 they got married like it was like the day after they turned it she turned 18 yeah is that really 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 what it was that's that's the allegation. That's that's what I've seen on the Twitter sphere. Um, is that basically for three years he was dating a minor? So. That is, if that's true, that's really. I don't think that that's right at all. I think that's really wrong. But I also just don't. I see everybody who makes accusations and stuff who hasn't actually like seen evidence of what had happened. You know, so I feel like. Um, and I also, I think when I saw Dave Smith post about it is that, that it was like later, like in her twenties that they got married. Um, I could be wrong. Like I said, I wanted, I don't know shit about it, but I, yeah, I, I don't feel either. like there's still a crucifixion process when it comes to this, the mob belief, because honestly, none of us were there and none of us um, have actually seen the real evidence of what happened and what that communication was or anything like that. So I feel like we do, we just crucify people these days, even, even the most principled among us. And we're supposed to be all about due process and limiting government and limiting limiting the the power of emotions to rule our minds and, and put people on witch trials and stuff. So um, I don't know. I'm not saying that he's innocent or what he did wasn't wrong, and I don't know what he did. But I feel like we have a problem in general of just trying to butcher people before we understand facts. Yeah, like if you recall, I went after Vouch in 
for being uh, well for, uh, for go, going at yeah. LP Texas for the the vouch thing, and then yeah. um, they dropped him, which was a good thing because I, I did all the research I could to find what this dude had fucking said, and there's a lot of shit out there. Really, um, like the the LP uh, LPPA uh, endorsement from Michael Heiss for that guy for governor who was a convicted sex offender against children. Yeah, he told me about that. That's crazy. I found the evidence online. This whole Tom Woods thing, I've stayed out of it um, just because I can't find any evidence one way or the other. I just, if I don't have the evidence, man, I just can't say he did or didn't do something, you know? Yeah. And it's a lot of he said, she said shit, too, so. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Kareem, this is one of our first viewers ever, for the record. Kareem was there on day one. Day one. Yeah. But... How is that stuff? Is that so? Is that Delta Nine? Is that what you're hitting on right now? Uh, it's Delta Ten or nice. Eight. Completely legal, right? Completely legal, dude. I love they named it after me. How come? The flavor is train wreck. <laughs> it was gonna be bootleg. I was like, that's fucking badass, dude. <laughs> Damn. Diet status is still status. Yes, it is. Dude, when are you running for office? Because honestly, you should you should run for office. You're tall like Abraham Lincoln, man. You could be the next Abe Lincoln. Wasn't he from Tennessee? He was from Illinois, but I think oh, he lived in Tennessee at some point. Yeah, because yeah, I think his family had like a farm or something in Tennessee, wasn't it? He might have actually been born in Tennessee. I think he was born in Tennessee oh. in um, near Knoxville or something, and I think he moved to Illinois and was actually a rep from Illinois. Are you looking it up? Yeah. Yeah. I'm almost certain that's what it is. He was born in Tennessee and then, yeah, went to Illinois. Well, LaRue County, Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. That's right. I knew that. Damn. That's what it was. Let's see. Yeah. He said it had something to do with Tennessee, I think. Uh, no, it's Kentucky. Not. Now I remember. Well, I don't know, but that's – he definitely now I remember was Kentucky. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lincoln was a cool guy, man. I was reading this book about all these different presidents. And abolition, like that time period and slavery was mm-hmm. so – tumultuous like so much worse than things are now and i just like reading about that because it's fascinating and i love like hearing their arguments and stuff and it it honestly reminds me of like libertarianism versus statism essentially because we're basically trying to set the world free and these are people who just are holding on to these old institutions no matter how immoral they are and here we are trying to convince them that morality is more important than profit and um function of economy well it's like if you remember, Thomas Jefferson actually wasn't pro-slavery. Uh, yeah, he wasn't pro-slavery. So when he originally wrote the uh, Declaration of Independence, it it basically was worded in such a way that it would it said we were going to free the slaves then, and the other founders were like, eh, let's because we need North Carolina or we need the Carolinas and Florida and some of these other states down here that kind of need this stuff. So uh, let's take that out. So honestly, if Jefferson had his way in the 1770s, slavery would not actually have been legal in the United States. Damn. It really should not have been. I think it was it was criminalized and forbidden in England far long before the United States. I wish we would have gotten on board with that. But for them, it was kind of a religious movement. I don't, I don't know. Because I know that the British allowed slaves in the colonies. Yeah, exactly. But they they did it. They banned it before we did. Here, let me look it up. Mm. 
kind of curious. When did England end slavery? Oh, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because... 1807. So, yeah, yeah, it was like the century. Yeah, Yeah, it was just like probably like 20 or 30 years before, I think. Now we've got to look something else up. When was the Emancipation from? Or when did the Civil War end? Yeah, Civil War was ending. Yeah, so it was quite a bit. It was far away. Yeah. See... This is one thing I always rebut people on in uh, like Civil War history. They say that the Emancipation Proclamation freed all the slaves. It didn't because it still means he had to win the fucking war in order to free the slaves in the South. So if they had lost, essentially, whatever. But the day that the war ended when uh, Lee surrendered, uh, that's when all the slaves were freed in the United States. That's that's my take on it. That's what you're right makes sense. So. You're 100% correct. Hmm. Is that also just a normal vape? Yeah, you got both running, dude. I kind of – I love those things, but I had the salt nicotine, and I was addicted to that stuff, man. Addicted. Yeah. I went – because Kareem will remember this because he used to give me a hard time about it, but, uh, you know, when we first started doing these shows, I was dipping and smoking, and, like, in order for me to not brutally murder people – uh, I had to have this thing, man. It's it, it's kept me from just being on the nightly news. Damn. Well, I respect it, dude. Have you still quit drinking? You haven't drank for this long? I, I drank a little bit last night. Um, buddy of mine, his camper got stuck. And uh, so ended up – we so we ended up getting the tractor stuck trying to get the camper unstuck. Oh, shit. So we had to hook the trucks up to the tractor and have somebody on the tractor to pull it and the camper out. <laughs> Sounds like a good reason to drink. I, I can understand. But yeah, for the most part, I really haven't drank much of anything. Um, and see, this is the, the interesting thing. I've been using this Delta 8 to help me with my night terrors at night. So, like, mm-hmm. when I sleep, like, I fucking act out these horrible dreams and shit. Dude, and, uh, I have that problem, too, but I haven't had it in a long time. But go ahead. Go ahead. But, yeah, so I was drinking to, to help with that so I could sleep the night. But you wake up in the morning, like, feeling like shit, dehydrated as fuck and all that. And trying to wake up at 4.30 to go to the gym before work was fucking rough, too. And not to mention, uh, I didn't want to fucking completely demolish my kidney where I started taking some uh, some stuff to help me put on some size. And uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, dude, this fucking thing has helped a lot. Like, I, I've always talked about how medical marijuana helps different people for different things. And this is like Delta 8, so it's not like weed weed. But, but it is. Yeah. But, I mean, shit, it's helping me a lot. And so, I mean... They're seeing and then they're believing, I guess. So, dude, fuck yeah, you're absolutely right, man. It's 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 kind of like no matter whether there's proof that something helps someone or not, it's not the government's business. So, if like if we feel like it helps us, or someone feels like it helps them, and they have a problem, it should be allowed that they can use it. But I'm with you, man. I mean, I have that exact problem. It's called REM sleep behavior disorder, and I got diagnosed when I was in the Air Force, and they gave me clonopin. They tried to just give me a high dose of melatonin first, didn't work. Still was acting out my dreams. They gave me clonopin, bro. That shit, like, ruined my life for a little while. I was just sleeping in every day, like, lost my motivation to live like a zombie. Dude, you the know? VA put me on that shit. They put me yeah. on a high dose of that shit, too. Yeah, fuck that, dude. Had you take it at Fucking night? Horrible. No, they had me take it during the day uh, because, like, 
No, they had me taking it. Uh, that's right. They had me taking it and not, but it would still fuck me up like all the time. Like oh, my yeah. hands would shake. And this is back when I was working on a car. So my hands would shake. My, my had no emotion. There was no happy, no sad. It's just fucking just existing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's, it's sad because it's like, it's got the longest half-life of any benzodiazepine, which means that it stays in your system a long time, like 12 hours. So you take that little pill and it's like 12 hours of zombie land. So if you're taking it twice a day or something, that's, you're going to be like pretty much a zombie 24 seven. And yeah. So I agree, man. Like I think cannabis in any form, whether it's CBD, whether it's Delta eight, Delta 10, whether it's normal cannabis, THC, you know, anything like that will help you with those kind of problems. I think far more than, um, yeah. Benzos pills. Yeah. It's uh, it's crazy, man. Cause that shit, it's horrible. It was, mm-hmm. it's like, it's a, basically a pill form lobotomy is the way I can describe it. True. Seriously, dude, that's a really, really good way to describe it. And that's, and it's a great example why we shouldn't have universal health care too, because that's like, they don't want to fix you. They just want to mask it and keep going. Dude, don't even get me started. It's our healthcare system. You know, Jess and I were talking about this last night, but something that I think is just such a big problem is that we value the, the life itself, like the sanctity of life over quality of life. And it's kind of like COVID's a great example of that. Like we're willing to kill the economy, shut down businesses, make people stay home, make kids miss school, you know, ruin shipping and everything and people's jobs forever for years to come and ruin the economy anyway. So they, they'll do all that just to like save lives in numbers, especially mostly older people. And I'm not saying those souls don't matter. I'm not saying the people who that young people didn't die of COVID, but ultimately we take everyone's liberty away just to keep everyone a little more alive. But, you know, we put people, the government puts people in nursing homes like every single day because they can't afford to like take care of them in their house. So they put them in a home, they get ignored, neglected. Um, it's really sad, especially in like Medicaid nursing homes. And so, um, dude, it just, we need to stop valuing keeping people alive forever and start valuing letting people's lives be better. And Let I, people live versus keeping them alive. Exactly, man. And I think the left uses those arguments of like life. And it's funny. I, I put this post on the Veteran Caucus, you may remember. But it was like when it comes to COVID, the left is all like, oh, well, we just should keep people alive. So the sanctity of life matters more. And the right's like no quality more. Then you go to abortion and the right's like, whoa, just just let them live, man. Just keep them alive. But then they don't give a shit about them when they're in foster care. And then the left's like, no, we should yeah. take care of them. But we don't care if you murder them. Or, you know, it's not, it's debatable, but you know what I'm saying. So I just I yeah. want us to, as a standard, care more about people's quality than just keeping them alive indefinitely, especially when they're adults and older, you know, it's just, I don't think it's the right approach. Yeah. Yep, I, then, like I, I think, yeah, I think people have a right to live as long as they want to, but mm-hmm. you know, when you're, when you're essentially killing other people to keep other people alive, that's a problem. Yeah. And I think, the way that I look at it, I know this is terrible. I know this is terrible. And the Democrats are going to crucify me for this if they ever find this video. But <laughs> I think that once – if you can afford – if you've saved your money your whole life or you bought good insurance and you've taken care of yourself and you can afford to pay people to take care of you in your old age, then I think that that more power to you um, than do it. But if you're a burden on people, like if you can't even like get your own – you know, like wipe your own butt – and I'm not saying temporarily, but I mean every day, then I don't think like the government should just be keeping those people alive indefinitely. 
you know, I don't, I don't know what the solution is. Maybe give them like some LSD and stuff, keep them happy, but I don't know. Uh, Will for a labor commissioner wants to give old people LSD uh, because the now hospice the drugs, lit. <laughs> let them have the freedom to do it if they want to. Really? Yeah. I've never yeah. heard that before, Kenneth. That's fascinating. I've never heard that about 75 or older. I've not heard that part. I've heard uh, the highest number of gun deaths in the country are accidental discharges and uh, suicides. The majority of that being suicide. The majority of the suicides being men. Yeah, for certain. Uh, I, thought, I thought it was 45 and up. Maybe I was wrong. But men are definitely by far more likely to commit suicide. But you know what's interesting? Men, veterans, and military members are like, I, I forget the exact percentages, but they're they're more likely than veteran than non-veteran males to commit suicide. So yeah. veteran men are more likely than non-veteran males. But it's not by a whole lot. It's by like maybe 20, 30%, maybe twice as much, but not a whole lot. Veteran females are like 10 times more likely to kill themselves than non-veteran females. Like 10 times. It's like 12% versus like um, like 1% or something like that. You know, super, it's super big difference. It's sad, dude. So it's crazy. Like military is hard on everybody, but especially on women compared to civilians. Military women have rough, rough times sometimes. You ever looked into the psychology of like suicides, um, like men versus women, how they uh, kill themselves? Uh, I'm so women typically choose the less uh, violent option, which would be like overdosing on pills or consuming something that'll kill them or um, drowning, stuff like that. But the, the reoccurring pattern is that women typically tend to kill themselves in a way that doesn't distort how they look. Huh. So so like, like an OD on sleeping pills, you would just be dead. You wouldn't have like a hole inside of your face. Men yeah. use the more violent option, which is typically the more effective option, which is like suck starting a 12 gauge. So. Yep. Terrible. But hey, real talk. If you're watching this and you ever need to talk, hit us up. Me and Bootleg, we are here for you. Suicide is real and mental health issues are real, especially for our veteran community and libertarians who are basically veterans because you've been in the comment sections all day. That's real war. I'm just kidding. But seriously, Anybody ever needs to talk about mental health or what's going on in their lives, hit us up. Yeah, that's that's some real shit. Like, I've had people reach out to me and, like, one of my fucking chickens is escaping. Um, <gasps> oh, shit. Anyways, uh, yeah, I've had people call me at, like, 11 fucking o'clock at night and shit, like, talking them off the ledge and shit. So, it's, uh, yeah. Women are more worried. Yeah, for real. Women, that's women in general. Men don't give a fuck. That's like me with the potato chips, man. Like, yep. What? Well, bro. You said you with the potato chips. Yeah, because, you know, like, men are just, well, I'm just messy. Like, I just don't, like, think very hard about, like, dude, you should see this room. <laughs> Jess, Jess is a saint. She lets me keep my room dirty, and my mom never did. So I, I like, love this woman for that, especially. I mean, I love her for many reasons, but it's like, she says if the door's closed, she doesn't care. She, I clean the rest of the house for her, but she lets me keep my room a mess. I love it. As long as the door is closed. <laughs> if you can't see the mess, does it still exist? That's how she, well, that's how she feels. <laughs> I'm, that's literally the argument I made to my mom my entire damn life, and she never fell for it. But Jess already believes it before I even had to argue. So, 
match made in heaven, soulmate. I love her. That's awesome. Yeah. Have, have y'all figured out when y'all are getting married? June 4th. We don't have long. No, not long at all. Mm-hmm. We're pretty small, just our family and the wedding party, because weddings are extremely expensive. And she and I, like, she's not super social. I don't really want to have, like, a big event and be super social and have to worry about that. I want to just be able to, like, get married, eat food, and, and roll. So, um, yeah, that's what we're doing. But then we're going to Colorado for our honeymoon. We've got some dope plans there. We've got, like, a cabin with a hot tub outside. So hopefully, like, some hot tub stargazing and stuff. Got like a spa day one day. Got a I got trout fishing, guided trout fishing one day. So it's gonna be dope. Nice, that's awesome. Hell yeah. So yeah, uh, so you're running for labor commissioner. Yeah, you're the Oklahoma state chair now. Uh, getting married. Uh, what else? You, you're the head of a caucus. Uh, you do this shit on here. What else? You like. Like, I feel like that's that's a lot, but it's like, I feel like this, I'm missing something. I don't think so, man, but I appreciate that. You know, I, uh, I hope that God keeps me humble because um, I, I do feel like he has blessed me so much this year. And I'm extremely grateful for everything that I've, you know, had the opportunity to be a part of. And, you know, yeah, it's been, I've, I've been blessed. So I'm hoping that God keeps me humble and thankful for what I've got because, uh, you know, I don't feel like I deserve it. And um, I think anybody in my shoes would be really grateful, too. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that are doing a lot of great work. You're one of them. Um, There's a lot of people I work with on a daily basis that are fucking awesome people that do a lot of shit. So it's good to see because somebody's got to do it. And unfortunately, it's like one person doing 16 things. So. Well, dude, real talk. Thank you, because this show would not exist without you. For anybody who doesn't know, I show up here once a week. This week, I ruined the schedule. But I show up here once a week, and I just talk for an hour. And Bootleg does literally everything else. So I appreciate you, dude, for making it so easy for me so that it's easier to balance. Because, you know, you started this shit, and this is your network, and you've launched it into four or five different shows and series. So kudos to you, and thank you for letting me still be a part of it. Fuck yeah, man. It's fun. I love doing this shit. Like I was talking to somebody the other day who's was uh was, they were saying that all these libertarian podcasts start because everybody wants to be fucking famous. I'm like, dude, no, this is like my way to blow off steam every fucking week. I come on here and be a complete and total jackass and just <laughs> have a good time. We curse, we hang it's hanging out basically, man. And it's talking about important things. And if yeah, if nobody starts a libertarian podcast to be famous especially not one like this, but truth is it feels good to talk about these things. I just want to make sure that these things are being talked about. So it's, it's, you know, there's a million libertarian podcasts and I think screw the mainstream media. Let's replace every single show, every single segment. If you want to start a libertarian podcast, don't hesitate, go do it. Cause they need to hear these things. Yeah. And that's the funny thing is too, is that like, you see like the larger ones, which would be like Hannah Cox, uh, I guess Cajun, uh, Muddy Mike, Waters, Mike and, uh, yeah, Matt. Matt, yeah, Muddy Waters. Uh, you've got you got some of the bigger ones that have their audience, right? But they're still missing a large portion of people that aren't watching that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, it is important to try and have your own message out there because everybody's message resonates differently with other people. But having more voices speaking pretty much the same thing or something similar. Uh, will eventually reach everybody right so 
hundred percent, dude. Exactly. And I mean, think about how cool that would be if like every other person in the world was a libertarian podcaster and we could all just exchange information and ideas that way. I mean, why not? That's what we got with Facebook and shit. I, we don't need the media anymore. We can figure things out on our own. We've got our own video cameras, our own minds and our own way to share it together. So maybe the media is obsolete these days, honestly. Should be. So, you know what I just thought about? Uh, when are you going to Reno? What what day are you flying out? I'm flying out Wednesday. I'm I'm not like I'm I'm flying out Wednesday and I'm leaving Sunday morning because I'm not spending any extra time like we're taking off any extra work. But I'm leaving Wednesday at like I think nine a.m. Getting there at noon and then I'll be there for business Thursday, Friday, Saturday and have to miss Sunday. I am also flying in on Wednesday. You know what we have on Thursday nights. Our podcast. So yeah. we'll get to do another in-person episode. Dude, let's have our, we'll both, we should both wear not a real libertarian shirts on that yeah, night. We'll do it. Reno spreading that shit. Dude, that's going to be awesome, man. Did you order a veteran caucus shirt by chance? I haven't. I need to. Well, they're, it's too late, unfortunately, but they were 40 bucks, which sucked. So I'm hoping that we can like talk to proud libertarian or make them ourselves and do it cheaper. But the problem was I did, I made, I just charged everybody at cost. But, like, we didn't expect a lot of people to order it because we didn't have a lot of time. So only nine people ordered it. So they were 40 bucks a piece. But shit happens. We'll, we'll get an actual store going eventually. Yeah, he does good work, and he's an awesome dude. I can send you his email. He, uh, Please. He does he does our state affiliate merch, too, for LPTN, and he does a fan-fucking-tastic job of it. Hell, yeah. I'm down. I'll talk to him. I was trying to get like uh, custom uh, shot glasses from him at one point. Like I was trying to try to figure out how to get that to work because he said he can do them. Well, he's got somebody that does them, and uh, I was like, "Fuck yeah, a bootleg fucking shot glass! That'd be awesome, <laughs> dude." You should have a bootleg, not a shot glass. What could you do? You should do a bottle. Have your own fucking whiskey line, libertarian whiskey, bro. <laughs> Tastes do, like do freedom like and infringements. Do you like bourbon? <laughs> Yeah. I got a gnarly. I bought a bottle, an Evan Williams. It's a 12 year for my wedding. It's it's going to be delicious. I'm so excited. I love bourbon. Yeah. I drink I drink Evan Williams. I'm loyal. Oldest oldest bourbon distillery in America and you can still get bottles for $5. So Yeah. Yeah, I uh when I, when I was drinking, uh, I was doing Four Roses. That was my kind of go-to. I, I don't know what it is about, like, I like Kentucky bourbon pretty good. And, uh, yeah, dude, it was, that Four Roses is fucking good. Four Roses is delicious. It's very it's very pure. Evan Williams is a little spicier. It kicks a little harder. But Four Roses is probably, probably like, the most, like, everyone's going to like this bourbon. At least if you're a bourbon drinker. Not everyone. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, bro, I hate to, but I got to roll pretty soon. Do we have any uh, plugs to plug? Plugs to plug. We don't plug very much anymore. Uh, we, we did a whole bunch of stuff. We did, uh, oh, like well, our stuff, you mean? Yeah, our stuff. Ad reads, yeah, but we've always forget ourselves. Uh, I got to pull up my Twitter. My Twitter's been kind of popping here recently. Let's see, what is it? Yeah. Uh Go to LakeNatalieBruno.com, follow the Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus, follow me on, here we go, 
I need to have a link to my Facebook page on here, but look up Will Darty for Labor, Oklahoma Labor Commissioner on Facebook. Follow and like my page. I've so far posted three times and we're growing. We have like a hundred likes. So Yeah, my my Twitter name on here now is the state versus bootleg libertarian and it's at libertarian underscore not. And then just find me here. Fucking just on the network doing shit here. Uh Facebook and find bootleg libertarian. Uh, I'm on TikTok too. I do some goofy shit from work. Uh, what is it? Uh, I'm getting on TikTok right now. I've never made a TikTok, but I'm, I'll follow you. It's yeah, on TikTok, it's the people versus bootleg. Nice. Uh, people versus bootleg. I did one the other day. It was super funny. Uh, some dude runs up on somebody. Uh. He said, it was like, just like a, it was like pre-fired or something like that. And a bunch of followers, bro. Holy shit. <laughs> you TikTok How many am I at? 1152. That's not bad. All right. I, right. But I got to bounce, homie. All right, man. See you next week. Do we have a guest on that? Uh, yes, I scheduled this guest, and so I assume that they will. A 10. Hell yeah. All right. Well, my bad. And, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Our guest next week is the uh, is Dave Jones. And I put him under the wrong schedule. That's why you don't see him. Nope. You should see him pop up. You want to do the honors? Tell his people? Tell his people the facts? Uh, yeah. Let's, uh, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, you all have a good night. Uh, we love y'all. Uh, you're not really retiring.